The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. The Pharisees went and plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians saying, teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, whose head is this and whose title? They answered, Caesar's. Then he said to them, give therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I know I haven't been here on a weekend for quite some time, <clears throat> and I also, Father Patrick's made me aware that people were asking how I was doing, because about th uh, three, just over three weeks ago, I fell at the rectory in the patio area and hit both, I fell on my back and uh, the back of my head hit the concrete patio. So um, I've had four CAT scans, and uh, I can say that uh, I'm well on my way to being healed. Unbeknownst to me, I had a skull fracture, so there were headaches and uh, body aches, but the neuro neurological team at uh, the hospital said that I'm uh, progressing well and I'm healing, so I'm grateful for that. So thank you for your prayers and your support. It's been most appreciated. I believe it's those prayers and support that's helped me in my healing. The Greek word for endurance was hypomeno, which literally means stay firm under. It could mean the firmness of a foundation that gives stability under a billing. Or it could mean the firmness of someone who stands their ground when they are under attack. This kind of firmness is a key characteristic for followers of Christ because every Christian is a missionary. Every Christian is a missionary, amen? It is not our job to sit back, enjoy life like unbelievers with no regard for God 
and the pleasure seekers who don't know the gospel. Every Christian, every single one of us gathered here today is called by God to fulfill a mission, to do something for Christ and the church that no one else can do. In a very real way, we are Jesus' soldiers, we are his ambassadors, spreading his message into every corner of the world by our words, our example, and our actions. Jesus didn't say, come and fill my churches. He said, go and make disciples of all nations, of all people. This Sunday is World Mission Sunday in the church in which the church calls on all of us, all Catholics, throughout the world to pray and support the church's missionary efforts. Because the church's missionaries, they are the church's courageous special forces. But what does that mean for each one of us today? The church has stressed the mission of every Christian. The missionary mandate continues to be an absolute priority for all baptized persons. It is therefore an urgent duty for everyone to proclaim Christ and his saving message. Pope Francis in his message for World Mission Sunday said, this divine life is not a product for sale, but a treasure to be given, communicated, and proclaimed. This is the meaning of mission. We receive this gift freely, and we share it freely. Today, even in the midst of a global pandemic, there are countless people who are waiting who are hungering for the proclamation of the gospel. These are our neighbors, our family, people who live in our neighborhoods, within our country, that are thirsting. They're thirsting for hope and love. Amen? So this is our mission. Every one of us, not just that us as priests, but all of God's people. That missionary mandate impacts us personally because each one of us in a very real way is a mission. Pope Francis said, people in love never stand still. They are drawn out of, out of themselves. They are attracted and attract others in turn, they give themselves to others and build relationships that are life-giving. And he went on to say that to God, no person, no one is useless or insignificant. No one of us in this church is useless or insignificant. We are all vital to the mission of the church, to the mission of Jesus. Now you and I both know 
that the powers of evil are at work in this fallen world. You just have to look at the news and look at the events of the world to see how true that is. That the same powers that crucified Jesus and populated the 2,000-year history of the church with thousands of Christian martyrs. Even now, there are parts of the world where Christians are killed like that, just because they believe in the person of Jesus Christ. We might not see it in North America, but it is real and it is going on. It is those same powers of evil that are working against each one of us. Only the strength of true Christian hope can give us the joy and the fortitude we need to preserve in our life mission. At the beginning of the letter to the Christians in Thessalonica, St. Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, that is a city in northern Greece, which is now modern-day Macedonia. And St. Paul uses some very interesting and a very important phrase. He praises the Thessalonians for their steadfastness of hope. Other translations say their endurance in hope. Now, to say steadfastness of hope, that might not be a, a, an expression that we're willing to receive or an, an idea that we want to think about in the midst of all that's going on in the world, not the least of which the effects of this pandemic. And yet St. Paul puts it right up there with the work of faith and the labor of love. Those are seen as key characteristics of the Christian life. Now, Thessalonica was the second city in Europe where Paul had an opportunity to preach and to live the gospel of Jesus. His preaching was so well received by many and that a local Christian church, a Christian community was established there. Yet, after a few weeks, some of the local leaders became so jealous of St. Paul and his success that a violent mob raised a citywide demonstration against him. That sounds familiar. Amen? Amen. St. Paul's new converts had to sneak him out of the city at night to bring him to a place of safety because his life was at risk. After he left Thessalonica, the Christians there continued to suffer persecution and hardship in the face of the old guard who felt threatened by this new religion. That's why steadfastness or endurance was so important for them because they were constantly being tempted to go back to their old ways which were, for them, seen as easier and that they were more comfortable. We are also being confronted with the same temptations. 
Being a faithful Catholic in our culture today, which is increasingly becoming anti-Catholic and anti-Christian, those influence, influences demands nonstop effort and vigilance on our part. What will enable us to keep up our effort? What will enable us to be steadfast? The Thessalonians firmly trusted in Jesus' promise that God himself would always walk beside them, guiding and protecting them on their journey to that abundant and eternal life that only Jesus could truly give, that only Jesus could promise. Our great task, even now, in 2020, is to endure, it's to persevere. And we can do that if we keep that hope healthy. So how can we do that? How can we strengthen and make even more firm our hope? There are two things. We nourish it and we exercise it. We nourish hope by feeding our minds with knowledge about Jesus's countless victories. In the scriptures, in the history of the church, in the lives of the saints, and in the current experience of our brother and sister Catholics throughout the world, along with missionaries, we find case after case in which God's grace has won a victory. It's won a victory over sin, sorrow, suffering, despair, and evil. Yet we have to decide to pay attention to those things. If we just go with the flow of our popular culture, we will be filling our minds as we see so often with superficial gossip and tragic news. News that it's gruesome, frightening, and spectacular enough <clears throat> to get amazing ratings, whether it's on TV or clicks on the internet or whatever. Alpha, which we will be getting on October 21st, <coughs> it offers us the opportunity to nourish our faith because we need that. Because some people, some of us, maybe have not nourished our faith since high school, maybe even not since grade school. So it gives us the opportunity to nourish our faith, to strengthen it. And that gives us an opportunity to ask questions, to ask why, and to share it with others. Share it with others who are hungry, who are asking questions, who want to go deeper. And by Alpha, it allows us a way of doing that to grow in the faith in a warm, non-threatening environment, a welcoming environment for Catholics, for Christians, for anyone who might want to know more. Now, ideally, if we were able to have it as it's meant to be, 
we could have a gathering here at the church, we'd have a meal, and then after the meal, we'd have some time for worship, and then we would watch a video and then have some time to <coughs> discuss it and talk with each other. But we're gonna do it more, obviously, on a virtual scale. But nonetheless, it's still an opportunity for us to draw closer to our Lord through that, but also to bring others with us, those who also might be hungry and wondering. So it's never enough for us just to eat right. The other thing we also need to do is to exercise. We nourish hope by filling our minds with the knowledge of Jesus' victories, and we exercise hope by saying yes to God's invitations. Because God's always inviting us to something along with inviting others to join us. As the Catechism puts it, God never ceases to call every person to seek him so as to find life and happiness. So God may be inviting some of us, those gathered here today, those here to be missionary disciples in a very simple way, right here, right now, by joining Alpha, by inviting others to come along with us. God may be inviting others simply <coughs> to take a little less time for self-indulgence and a little more time for self-giving, of service to our neighbors, or maybe even both. But whatever the invitation is that God is making to us, when we say yes, we exercise hope. And therefore, we strengthen our Christian hope. We make it more steadfast. The key, and that's the key for us in enduring whatever comes. It helps us to endure what we are enduring right now. Gives us that strength we need to endure life's trials joyfully and meaningfully. So in today's Mass, as Jesus proves again and again that he is worthy of our trust, let's promise him that this week we will take concrete steps to nourish and exercise and make more steadfast our Christian hope. And by doing that, we will make a difference in our life and in the life of the church. Amen? Amen.